Presents Starts Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM on a pretty nice looking Easter weekend, but it's kind of nippy out there. So if you... uh. If you got your Easter eggs hid, they probably got some frost on them out there. How yeah. you doing, Greg? Doing the same thing, thinking about that. You know, we got beautiful weather for a Easter, uh, Easter weekend. And uh, like I say, this is one of the colder mornings we've had. It was sub, sub-freezing, or 31, 32 degrees when we rode in. And, but that don't that don't wind up hurting the peaches bad or nothing. And, it, and, and the lawns are pretty flowered. And if they just don't, everybody, everybody loves to see Easter's a good holiday regardless <laughs> because everything is so pretty and it's springtime. Well, there you go. And it is springtime. And good morning to you, Alan. Good morning, Perry. Does that hurt the peaches? Or do uh, we need to get uh, our, uh, we'll, we our get farmer ex- racer we, on the phone, well, on the phone we, there? We can get an expert opinion on that All right. later on. A little frost makes them... Does something make them tougher or better or something, doesn't it? No. No? No. 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 Okay. But but we can get expert opinion on here a little later on. I, but, want, uh, I wonder who is he is. He don't drive a race car, does he? Oh, there's a bunch of drivers that races peaches. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know that. And I'm thinking one of them is we mentioned a lot. I do want to say one thing. We did have a great loss in NASCAR this week with Bernice Wood, who... Yeah. Glenwood's wife and also the mama to the to the three owners, which is Eddie and Lynn and Kim. And she was loved by everybody just like the rest of Wood Brothers. Very bad situation. And uh old age, this just a bad deal. But the Woods done a lot for racing with Bernice. She was a wonderful person. And I just kinda of like to almost dedicate the show to them. But, well we can. You, you can know. do that. We'll but dedicate it to Bernice Wood. Or we'll do it, we'll do it for Bernice Wood because she's that nice of a lady, and she even liked my wife. Well, you act like that's uh... that shows how nice she is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. all right. No, they've been around each other and everything. She she was always talking about me getting a haircut and getting me married and acting like a normal person. Which, well, one out of three is not bad. You did get married. That, yeah, acting like a normal person never happened, and never getting a haircut never happened. Right. Anyway, so sorely missed a great a great woman in uh, racing. Well, and we uh, uh, echo those sentiments. I never met the lady, but uh, I know she put up with a lot. If she was uh, Glenn Wood's wife, and I don't mean in a in a bad way, I just mean that she's seen the highs and lows of of the sport, just like a. Uh, 
just like Betty Moore and all the racing wives out there. We got a good show for you today. Uh, of course, we've got Deb Williams going to come on at 1020 and talk to us about Bristol and everything else that's going on. And uh, then at 11 o'clock, we've got Mark Setzer, who I've been looking forward to talking to. He is Jeremy Clemens' crew chief and seems to have made a huge difference in the way that team uh, uh, performs. And, I mean, Jeremy says, uh, well, you can just look at the numbers. He's already got three top tens and, and is ninth in the point standings, and this is the best he's ever been at this point in the season. And then at 11.20, um, we're going to talk to Tony Clements, which is Jeremy's father. And runs the show. And uh, is the engine builder, and Greg and... Uh, Alan and they can get into all sorts of technical stuff and I'm just going to sit back and listen to them and, and try to follow them because uh, I tell you a lot of that stuff as I have said in the past might as well uh, you might as well be talking a different language because I after uh, after you get into it just a little bit I'm I'm totally lost on the engines and uh, bearing caps and all that stuff y'all talk about so uh, that'll be coming up and we also want to talk about Bristol. So, what did you think about Bristol? Uh, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good show. Like, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was a it was different, and I thought it was pretty entertaining. Well, they announced halfway through that they're going to do it again next year, yep. so uh, it must be a pretty good deal up there at Bristol. And uh, crowds seemed to like it, and just about every one of the drivers was worried about it, but every one of them seemed to like it later on. They come out smiling, and and and, and that's what's the cool about it. You know, we, we, we've all talked about this. And, and I know I got this saying, I say all the time, only real men race on dirt, which has a little bit of truth in it. No, it has a lot of truth in it. But anyway, I thought if they hadn't have got messed up with the rain and it run on schedule, there's probably people, there might have been a few people that missed the race that wanted to watch it on TV. But when it, all that other stuff went up, then they're they, they looking at something else. So it, I, want, I knew the ratings had to be real high regardless. Well, it really wasn't all that high because uh, they didn't have it when it was scheduled. I think um, I think they said only like 1.8 million people um, watched it. And, of course, I don't really understand how they come up with these figures anyway because uh, I've never even known a person that had a Nielsen ratings box on their television or anything. So, But, you know, instead of having it, when they were supposed to have it with all the heat races and, and everything that they had been advertising for six months at least, uh, they end up having it on uh, 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Yeah. And, and that's not a real good time for a lot of viewers. So uh, not, a, not a good time at all for viewers. And uh, But taking in consideration, they were fighting some tremendous weather. I mean, some people got killed in Alabama. Uh, well, that place was underwater the day before. Yeah, it looked like a lake. And, you know, we were talking to Deb Williams, and, and she's looking out the window. says, that ain't no way, but it did go away. And we sort of saw that that probably would happen. But I just wish that the weather hadn't been a factor. You'd have had things just would have went better. And I'm like, Alan, that thing needs to be done at night because handling dirt tracks at night is easier. That well, 80 degrees with the sunshine. Why is that? 
Uh, just the sun, the wind, the hum- you know, at nighttime, that humidity comes back in. Moisture starts rising up out of the racetrack, and it just makes it a little bit. It's uh, it's just a whole lot easier to race on a dirt track at night. I mean, that's just the way. They did it for years. Yeah. But uh, that racetrack, uh, you got to hand it to the crew that, that kept on working it yep. in between the cautions and everything else that, you know, they. It was you know, a real they, race. They, they about one time. Track. They was one time on restart that it really did get dusty out yeah, there. Was, and them, they had a wreck too. They, yep, they had a wreck there. And I mean, that's uh, you know, sometimes uh, Danny tell you over at Cherokee Speedway a day race, and uh, you just got to you got to use that throttle. That throttle is, uh, and I did like one thing. One of the commentators on there, he said, "Are you watching this in car camera? These guys is actually staring right to go left." Yeah, well, that's uh, that, the way yeah. you do it. That, and, and uh, I was out, went, went up to where we normally go eat, and me and Larry went up there, and, and somebody brought something about that up. And uh, that's what we said. It said, it, uh, these guys, whole lot of them got to learn how to turn right before you turn left. And that's a little bit more to that than just sitting there at Daytona and they just barely moving the steering wheel. You got to be on top of that steering wheel on a dirt track. And I know another thing I liked about the race. That was the three-minute pit stop. I like them where they come in, stopped all the cars, crews got to go over there. You didn't have to have all them professional tire changers and everything out there. And then they jacked the car up, and you could actually make changes on the car and come back out there. And go back out where you come thing, back, yep. where you came in. Come back out where but you But on came. the other hand, I would have kind of liked um, to see it more like they did in the truck race. where they, I mean, they had the stages. I don't like stages anyway, but it's that's a whole other story. And, oh, and, that's well, what, and that's what we got to live with. So, But that's okay. Uh, but in the cup race... They had a competition caution in the middle of the stage. So, I mean, actually what they did was break it up into 50-lap segments because it was a 250-lap race. Uh, so, I, I thought they, I just thought they stopped a little bit too much. I didn't, it would have been better if they had cut out the competition caution. I know why they did it because they were just figuring out the tires and everything and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But still, I just... I mean, to me, that's part of it. If you if you blow a tire, you blow a tire, you know, and and uh, come in and get a new one. Well, they, if you think you're wearing them out, change tires. But then that would have been a uh, a competitive pit stop, which is what they were trying to avoid. So uh, anyway, that's uh, kind of like a hundred lap race over at Cherokee Speedway. It gets down to that last five laps, and if this boy, whoever comes in at about sixty laps and changes right rear tire period. Nine times out of ten, he always comes all the way back up through there because the guys in front of him starts blowing the right rear tire. And I've seen I've seen a guy over there one night. He's led ninety nine laps, but did not get to lead the last lap because right rear tire blew. Well, I mean that's that. But I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. Uh, they had some Baldwin's <laughs> in Bristol too, didn't they? Yes. Didn't have a whole lot of trees. Yep. And I think that they might have had a failure. Of course, we got interliners and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, you can dirt tracks wear the tires, and lots of times people say, "Oh, that's pavement underneath there." What they might have seen a little bit at Bristol, which that, that, but not much. That 
that rubber puts that dog on dark spot in it. And plus, too, they went back to that bias ply tire. That put that driver back up on that stern wheel, too. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was I said that was I, the first time they've used it since 1989. You know, uh, you know who was the king whenever it was back in the bias ply tire days. And that uh, was Dale Earnhardt. Uh, yeah. Dale Earnhardt, he loved it. You know, that, that right rear tire, if it got more heat in it, it would grow bigger. It'd make the car looser and... uh you, these radials nowadays, they just took out what we used to call a tire specialist. It more or less took that guy out of the program. You remember whenever you used to have 12 or 13 sets of tires on pit road, all of a sudden your driver call in, he'd say, I'm loose. Well, that means you need to take stagger out of the rear. So then next thing you know, you're swapping right front tire with the right rear tire because them two tires were the same numbers or you're letting air pressure out of it. With these radial tires... It's not as critical it was whenever it's bias ply tires. That's right. And, and the bias ply tires, uh, people like Dale Earnhardt, and I'm going to say Pearson would, could, could do it in his day and time, and and the, the guys went on on bias ply tires. Uh, you, had, you almost had to turn a little bit right in some of them places with them tires. And that's reading Earnhardt. A lot of these people were, were so awful good because they were dirt track drivers. And uh, it, it's a dirt track racing is part of it. And I think it's great that NASCAR is going to keep one or two of them on their schedule. And everybody, well, everybody I talked to liked it. Didn't you say the trucks were going to run at a Knoxville? Knoxville Nationals. Yeah. And uh, that would be interesting because out there, you got a different kind of clay out there. It's actually black clay. I mean, that's uh, people don't realize it, but that's uh, part of it. Whereas we got red clay down here in the south. Whether you go out west, it turns more into a blackish-looking oily clay. It's, it's just different dirt. Well, Deb, Deb Smith made mention, you know, talking about Georgia red clay. Yep. And that kind of stuff. That's about what they put down. It's South Carolina, that good old Carolina, Georgia red clay. Well, I'm looking at the schedule here, and July 9th is uh, 9 o'clock at night. Trucks at Knoxville. That late enough for you? That's going to be good. <laughs> okay. That's going to be good. The only, uh, thing, uh, only thing I know is about, about like Jada, she texted me and she said, the only thing I could see that would be better would be a night race. And you look over there and say the second or the fourth turn, I don't know which way Bristol's facing, but you see a full moon come up. If you see that full moon come up, you know they're going to be some tore-up race cars. Well, that's, as we found out <laughs> a lot does. of times at Charlotte. It happened. But I can say one thing. We're no better at picking a winner on dirt than we are on asphalt because, uh, I mean, we got over there seven people picked and nobody picked Logano. So, uh, and we've had seven different winners. That's right. That's so now. And we can let Deb talk to us a little bit about the ramifications of that when she comes on. But let's take our first break right now. There's a couple other things I wanted to say about it. Like uh, the rain cheated us out of all those heat races, which I was really looking forward to. Everybody's and they, looking forward to And they had to line them up. Uh, it didn't, didn't affect the cup car so much because they, they had 40 people. Uh, they might have had 39, but whatever it was, nobody had to go home. With the trucks, some. Four people were going to have to go home, and unfortunately, the four that went home, um, I think, would have been pretty solidly in the race. One was Stuart Friesen's wife, which would have been the first time we've had a husband and wife on the track in about 30 years since the... Uh, uh, Elton Sawyer and Patty Moore. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the... Uh, and, uh, 
Newman. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Newman, Newman had a truck, and he had to go home, and he was running pretty good. So anyway, let's take our first break, and we're going to come back and let uh, Alan tell us about the local scene. And he says it's jam-packed for Easter weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Line Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80, that's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. That's hysteria, and I don't—I'm not familiar yeah. with that one at all. But uh, if, anyway, I think the start of De- of Def Leppard. 
I well, think. Well, somebody, and uh, I'll tell you, Ronnie, if you're listening, see who does hysteria. And uh, I forgot to uh, mention, Ronnie's not with us this morning, but hopefully we can get Ronnie back uh, in a week or so here. They told him to, his doctors, I think, told him to not come back for a couple of weeks, and a couple of weeks are about up. So, uh, Ronnie, if you're listening, uh, who sings hysteria and... Come on back to the show as soon as you can. And let me also thank Larry McKinney, who maintains the Budmore Engineering website, our Facebook page, and our podcast. And we couldn't do without Lanny. And uh, keep up the good work, buddy. We will uh, haven't had any mistakes lately where I've had to come by and drop off the flash drive or anything. So uh, hopefully that'll, that will continue. So Alan says he's got a lot of action to talk about for Easter. So have at it. All right, we're going to start off up here at Harris Speedway. We know that Harris been having a little bit of problems getting their lighting situation fixed. So uh, they got them fixed up, and so they back into racing. Matter of fact, they started last night. Uh, we're going to start off with the Crucible Super Street Division. First place went to Blake Pyre. Second went to Chris Jackson. Third went to Dalton Peavy. Fourth went to Lee Hitchton. And fifth went to Jesse Smith. Moving over to the Extreme Four Division. First place went to Travis Jameson. Second place went to Josh Ayers. Third place went to Randy Hill. Fourth went to Chris Coggins. Fifth went to Adam Green. In the Thunder Bombers division, first place went to Shane McDaniel. Second place went to Brandon Satterfield. Third went to Bailey Hip. Fourth went to Preston Dimsdale. Fifth went to Hayden Atkins. In the 602 Thunder Series, first place went to Justin Mintz. Second place went to Brian Gumbrels. Third place went to David Smith. Fourth went to Brian Mullis. Fifth went to Dale Timms. In the Thunder Bomber Future Division, first place went to Justin Watts. Second place went to Mason Mintz. Third place went to Keith Eaton. Fourth went to Nathan Griggs. Fifth went to Stetson Todd. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Nathan Pierce, Showtime. Second went to Ray Hudson. Third went to Mitchell Paris. Fourth went to Dwayne Worley. Fifth went to Mikey Brock. In the Renegade Future. Uh, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second went to Phoenix Lauder. Third went to Chris Stedman. Fourth went to David Stone. Fifth went to Travis Coggins. In the Young Guns Feature. First place went to Caden Presnell. Second went to J.J. Coggins. Third went to Trenton Jameson. Fourth went to Dale Bennett. Fifth went to Bryson Lindsley. And we're going to move over here. We're going to go on up the road here to uh, Carolina Speedway. That's in Gastonia. Yes, sir. Carolina Speedway got their program started again last night. We're going to start off with the Pro 4 Main. First place went to Patrick Ains. Second went to Jacob, Jacob Kinder. I wonder if he was in, in Kinder Harold Kinder. I, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't Grand Young. You know, whenever you see some of these names brought up, you always think about the older people that everybody. And has, lots of times it is a cousin or a son or a grandson. Yep. I mean, it, it kind of gets in your blood. Third place went to Abigail Kinney. Fourth went to Curtis Bishop. Fifth went to Mike Clark. And the Thunder Bomber. I mean, the Thunder Sportsman Division. First place went to Brandon White. Second went to Bubba Sutton. Third went to Justin Fife. Fourth went to David Lucas. Fifth went to Bailey Pears. 
in the Thunder Bomber main. First place went to Justin Truitt. Second place went to Travis Mosley. Third went to Benji Knight. Fourth went to Deuce Miller. Fifth went to Jason Scruggs. In the Pure Street Street main. First place went to Shorty Lacey. Second went to Cole Hidden. Third went to Dylan Lacey. Fourth went to Jacob Tryon. In the Lightning Late model, first place went to Timbo Magnum. Second went to Mark Green. Third went to Michael Laffler. And fourth went to Justin Norman. In the Hornets main, first place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to Curtis Wood. Third went to Emily Banks. Fourth went to Charles Levister. Fifth went to Anthony Dallas. In the Thunder Sportsman, first place went to Brandon White. Second went to Justin Fife. Third went to David Lucas. Fourth went to Brandon Sutton. Fifth went to Bailey Parrish. In the Super Sportsman main, first place went to Josh Wilkerson. Second went to Bailey Laughlin. Third went to Luke Edison. Fourth went to Brian Stipe. And fifth went to Jared Mitchell. Okay, we started off last night up at Harris Speedway. Harris is going to run again tonight. So, uh, all y'all boys, get, them, get out this morning, wash them race cars, because you're going to go right back to Harris tonight. I guess they got the lights fixed. Yes, they got the lights fixed up there. Okay. So, uh, they're going to have two nights of racing up there. So, from I had breakfast with a guy, he said he'd come in at 2 o'clock this morning. Um Going to get dressed up and going to go back to another race tonight. So uh, that's what you call dedicated fans. It fan. sure is. That and wasn't Mr. Wilson, was it? No, it wasn't Mr. Wilson. I don't know which one of these racetracks Mr. Wilson is going to go to. Hadn't talked to him. But uh, tonight up there at Harris Speedway, they're going to have, uh, I think, going to have about seven or eight classes of uh, racing up there. They're going to have the Run What You Brung class, the Renegade class, the Crate Sportsman class, the Thunder Bombers class, Pure Stock class. Stock front wheel drive and uh, Thunder Bomber Futures and Young Guns class. So, uh, full night of racing going to be up there at Harris Speedway. And uh, also tonight, we're going to have Cherokee Speedway right down the road from there. And at Cherokee Speedway, the program will include the 604 Crate Late Models, the Super Sportsman Division, Street Stock Division. Thunder Bomber Division, Stock 4 Division, Extreme 4, Young Gun V8, and 602 Open Wheel Modified. Gates will open at 4 p.m. Drivers meeting at 6.30. And action is going to start right after that. They'll start ironing that racetrack in. Pit admission is going to be $30. Grandstands will be $15. Okay, also on the schedule, we're going to have Travers Rest Speedway. So we're going to have all three racetracks racing tonight. We've got Travers Rest, we've got Gaffney, and we've got Harris Speedway. Tonight, up at Harris, uh, Travers Rest Speedway, uh, they're going to have the Extreme Fours, going to pay $1,000 to win. The Thunder Bomber Futures, Pure Stock, $1,000 to win. Thunder Bombers, $1,000 to win. Renegade, $1,000 to win. Crate Sportsman, $1,000 to win. 602 Crate Lake Mall's $1,000 to win. Kind of like what Travis Riz puts out there as far as their program. They actually tell you what they're going to pay for first place. So uh, mm-hmm. whenever you get three or four racetracks running on the same night, one thing you start looking for is what they're going to pay. 
And don't get me wrong, whenever these divisions get up in there, and what I say is them four-digit numbers, <laughs> I like that four-digit number. Yeah. That means I'm headed that way. So, Do the uh, others not announce how much? No, the others did not announce how much. So I'm kind of putting that out to them to start kind of posting it up. Yeah, let's get on. I mean, every one of them posts is up. I see right here. Stands is $15, pits is $30. So if you're going to post up how much you're going to pay, cost for us to get in, you need to post how much you're going to pay. But that makes sense. They don't give yep. away tires. No, don't give away tires. You, you ain't got a, a Firestone deal or nothing. I mean, you know, for dirt tires, we give you all your free stuff. No, they, they, they don't ain't, do that no more, do they? They ain't nothing free out there. <laughs> they ain't nothing, they they ain't ain't not, nothing they, free on race cars they, no more. They ain't nothing free out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we got three nights of big racing. We got Travers Rest Speedway. We got Harris. We got Cherokee. So, uh, you can kind of make up your mind which way you want to go there. Now, uh, is anybody racing tomorrow? Uh, no, no. They don't race not, on Easter. Okay. No, we don't race on... Well, put it this way, Perry. Some of these racetracks are still going to be racing on Easter because well, it's going to be after 12 o'clock. Yeah. You can take your Easter basket with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of these programs, uh, like uh, I think it's going to be up here at Harris Speedway, they're going to have an Easter bunny walking around through there handing out kitty Uh Candy to all the kids up there at Harris Speedway. So uh, that's one thing, you know, get kids involved in racing. Yep. If you if you go around there and give them out candy, you know what they're going to do. When you get them young and like going to them races, they'll continue to go to them races, especially if their daddy or a family member has something to do with it. Because racing is a super-duper sport when done properly. Good family sport. Yes, it is. When done properly. And also, uh, the big uh, Rock Gulp Memorial Race that got rained out last week at Cherokee Speedway, which we kind of announced it last uh, Sunday morning, since we was on the program on Sunday that day. Uh, they have rescheduled it, and it's going to be on a Thursday night, uh, the weekend before Labor Day. So, uh, they talking about, okay. you know, Labor Day weekend's always going to Darlington and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, they're going to have this big $40,000 race on Thursday night before Labor Day weekend. Okay. So uh, this might be about four months down the road, but that's what's coming up. Is that it? That's pretty much it for me. Okay. Uh, we had a big laugh there right before, uh, during the commercial break, where uh, somehow I got out of the house this morning, the coldest morning we've had without my hat. So, uh... <laughs> Alan was making, well, I did. I got a haircut two weeks ago, too. It never was as long as yours. But uh, anyway, I did. Uh, well, I didn't get a haircut. I went in the other room there and grabbed a hat since we got some over there. And I'm back. I look normal. Alan never had seen the top of my head or what it looked like without a hat. So uh, anyway. It, it, it actually makes me feel more comfortable because, you know, we look at each other when we talk. Yeah. We got time frames and different things for people. <laughs> but it, everything looks right now. Yeah, well, I, I don't know why I, I grab a hat every time. This is going to be my car hat. I'm just going to leave this one in the car so that yeah, won't ever happen yeah, again. Yeah, let's leave that back there with the phone book that we got. It's got. Well, I just leave my headphones and everything back there. So, uh, well, um, yeah, there's a lot of racing today, that's for sure. And I guess some of that would be because nobody's racing tomorrow, right? That's pretty much everybody's racing day. Nobody's going to be racing on Sunday. Uh, well, like I say, we we all know that's Easter. Yeah. It's like Cherokee Speedway. They were in about they were in about a hundred yards of a church up there, and 
a lot of times they'll have a race on Sunday, but they'll make sure that they'll kind of announce that they're, uh, all motors should be cut off, you know, during church hours right. and stuff like that. But, uh, Any drag racing going on that you know of? Uh, hadn't heard nothing from Hank. You know, okay. they've been canceled out because of cold weather the last two or three weeks. So uh, well, it's cold today. It's so. cold today, and it's Easter weekend. So I know that they uh, probably uh, haven't rescheduled that big race, $5,000 race to take you on, have over at uh, Greer Dragway. Yeah. But just as soon as he uh, posts up something, I'll be more than happy to pass it on to our listeners. Okay, that sounds good. Um, well, we've got a. Uh, a lot to cover here. This is sort of like the calm before the storm because in about three minutes we're going to have Deb Williams on here and take a break at the top of the hour and come back with Mark Setzer. And he's going to be followed hot on his heels by Tony Clements. So uh, we got a good show for you. Not a whole lot to watch on television if you're uh, racing. In fact, I didn't even print out the sheet because there's a how they made Days of Thunder and uh, all, and uh, somebody showing the 1987 Talladega race. So uh, um, you might be in that one, Greg, but there's no no live racing that uh, I can see. So uh, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time talking about the, what's on TV this week. You got some mess there, Alan? Looked like you were fixing to say something. No, I'm just looking at some pictures where they've been changing, working over at Cherokee Speedway, and boy, they've been making some more improvements over there. Glad to see it, and uh, all these racetracks making improvements to them and uh, making it more convenient for the for the fans. Yeah, and that's uh, as long as you keep improving on that racetrack, uh, we ain't got no. I ain't got no complaints with them. What's they raising the wall or something? He Ra- told us raising the wall down there in first and second turn, taking a little bit of the banking out because uh, don't get me wrong. If you if you was taking an aerial shot from overhead, Cherokee Speedways was a lot like Darlington. Uh, third and fourth turn was a whole lot wider mm. than what first and second turns. So uh, don't get me wrong, loving boys, you either had to, you know, kind of like Darlington, you had to either give you had to give up one of the one of the turns to make you go fast on the rest of the racetrack. So, uh, that's one part of a... That's right, it's the track too tough to tame. Well, that's... Uh, so, therefore, the straightaways aren't parallel to each other. They're not parallel to each other, kind of like uh, North Brooksboro, and heard something about going on with North Brooksboro Speedway. Something about, you know, North Brooksboro was uphill, downhill. Yeah, that was uphill, downhill. <laughs> I think I the straightaway... Like place, but, not, that, you know, ain't it Staley? And them had the, the they always observe Sunday, and remember we couldn't crank the car up. I think what was it, ten o'clock or something? We could warm them up. I mean, we work on them, but as far as the noise, they didn't, they, they wasn't gonna allow noise. The people got through going to church, and I thought that was. And that they only start at one o'clock anyway. The TV package fell right in place. And, well, let's take our next break here, and we're gonna come back with Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this. 
and you want it to sound like this. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are Fox The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney as a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. Start your engines, and Deb, for the second week in a row, your beginning didn't play, and I just played it a few minutes ago, so I don't know what happened there, but uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Well, did you I got get... messed up well, last week switching it to Sunday and then switching it back to Saturday today. Well, I've looked ahead, and I don't see uh, looking at the South Carolina baseball schedule and the PC football and everything. I, I think we may be in the clear for a while, maybe till fall. Before oh, that's I, great. I'm glad to hear that. Of course, we got Atlanta Braves baseball, but I don't think they start that early. So, anyway. No. I, did you get a... Have you dried out from being up at Bristol? Because we talked to you a week ago, and you were uh, you were right. You said it was... Uh, you weren't pessimistic. You were realistic about them having it last Saturday, and it really wasn't that close, was it? No, that, that Saturday or Sunday it wasn't. And I tell you, 
they tested uh, wet tires the other day at Martinsville and looking ahead to the weather forecast for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this next week. It's probably a, a good idea. And of course, I'm sure people are wondering, well, why can they test wet tires at Martinsville and they can't run wet tires at Charlotte and Daytona? And it's because of the banking. Uh, that You know, they don't have any banking there at Martinsville. It's flat, like a road course would be. And that's the problem with running wet tires on places on the bank ovals is they, they can't hold up. They just can't do it. So it'll be interesting to see if, they can use Martinsville like a road course next weekend if we do have rain. Yeah. Deb, if you remember, uh, at one time they done a NASCAR worked on, on that car they called a left-right. And yeah. I think, I think Terry Labonte, I know you were there, we were all there, and he, he made some laps around there uh, the, because at Watkins Glen we got a little rain at some time or another, but he made a few laps with what NASCAR was going to call a left-right car. And it didn't exactly work out right. But you can run you can run in the rain. Uh, Formula One does it. Tran Them done it. We've done it. But, no, you can't at Daytona place like that. The speeds is the high. The cars are loose. Uh, before they put these big spoilers on, the cars used to be loose going down the straightaway. They move all over the place. And, and you, yeah. put, you throw some water in on it. Uh, that ain't that ain't too safe. And it, no, and of course, you know they ran. You remember how hard it rained last fall during the Xfinity race here oh, in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that shows they can race in the rain, but it's got to be the proper track. It can't be a banked oval. What can no, no, it really can't. Well, Deb, what was the uh, overall consensus of opinion between uh, among the members of the press and the, the drivers and? What kind of feedback did you get on uh, racing on the dirt? Because it was—I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. And you should have heard the cheers at the track when it was announced during that final break that the spring race next year at Bristol was going to be run on the dirt. And it was rather interesting. I had one person tell me, and I have not checked with any track officials on this, but. I did have one person tell me that Bristol sold more tickets for, even with the pandemic restrictions, they sold more tickets for the dirt race than they did for the spring race in 2019. So it was a good crowd. And the thing that Bristol did that I thought was really cool was they said if you had purchased a ticket to the truck race, that if you wanted to stay for the cup race, you were welcome to do so. But you might have to move because, you know, if somebody had purchased that particular seat for the cup race, you would need to move and then stay socially distanced. But that was an option to those people who had purchased a ticket to the truck race. You know, the interesting thing, of course, a lot of the things that people complained about and those racing, and that was the dust. And, of course, that's the reason they had to go to single-file restarts. Right. And... It's like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. said, you know, the way the dirt is constantly changing, that's just typical dirt track racing. If they think you need to go to single file restart during a dirt race, then they make it happen. And it was interesting because one thing that was brought out afterwards in the post-race interviews, that was it seemed like the dust wasn't as bad if you held a dirt race at night. 
as it is during the day. That's exactly what Alan was telling us about dirt yeah, track racing and, in general. Yeah, and so, you know, I could see both races. Of course, the truck race was supposed to be a night race, but I could see both of them going to evening races next year. And the other thing that came to my mind was in 1949 when the uh, NASCAR, when Bill France Sr. scheduled the first strictly stock race here in Charlotte at the uh, old Charlotte Speedway, it was so dusty that the North Carolina Highway Patrol told him, if you don't do something, you're not going to be allowed to have the event because at that time, Wilkinson Boulevard was the main route between Gastonia and Charlotte. Right. And it was covered in red clay and the windshields of the passenger cars that were traveling on that road were covered in dust. And Buck Brigant, who was a motorcycle racer, who was actually the father, if anybody remembers, Darlene Dixon, Puckett Patterson, who worked at Charlotte Motor Speedway in the marketing department, that was her father. Yeah. And he suggested to Bill Sr. that they get uh, um, calcium chloride and mix with the dust or the dirt there to settle the dust. And they did. Uh, I don't know how many bags of it they used, but it settled the dust. And after what the highway patrol said, yeah, you could go ahead and have the race. So I'll be curious to see if they mix any calcium chloride with it next year. Well, you know, there's enough dirt tracks around here. And Alan gives us the rundown on them uh, on his local segment that preceded this. And uh, I mean, there's, you know, Cherokee Speedway and Traveler's Rest and Harris and the dirt tracks around here. I mean, I don't think they... As far as I know, Alan, they don't have any big dust problems, do they? And they, it looks like there's enough knowledge in the area that Bristol should tap into all these other dirt tracks and see what they're doing. Well, we do have a dust problem whenever we have a day race. Now, whenever, whenever it goes to that nighttime race and that humidity stays in this air and it settles on that racetrack, and then in between we have we have different divisions. Like, we've only run 20 or 25 laps, and then... We pull another division out there a minute or two later, and the racetrack's moisture's done come back up in that racetrack again. Now, it's different if you have a hard lap just constantly racing, racing, racing. Yeah. But uh, something about that day sunshine, it it just dries everything up in a hurry. Changes the whole outlook. As a matter of fact, it affects, we know the temperature affects, you know, the paved tracks, but like Alan says, and, and Deb knows it, she's seen it for years, really and truly, a lot of people paved them short tracks to save money when it was a better show on dirt because the dirt is more maintenance. Well, Deb, we were talking uh, and looking ahead at the schedule. The trucks are running on, what did I say, July 9th at uh, Knoxville, Iowa, which is right. a very famous dirt track. And uh, But that's a different kind of dirt. So, uh, you know. It is. And it's also it a 9 o'clock at night race. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the, the dirt, I don't think people realize how different the dirt is between the Midwest and the red clay that we have here in the South. And, of course, that was the red clay from northeastern Tennessee that they had at Bristol. And then you have a the dark black dirt on the dirt tracks of the Midwest. But, you know, Bristol did a lot of scientific study. They sampled 20 dirt uh, tracks, and they went to a person in California called Dr. Dirt or Mr. Dirt and got him <laughs> to analyze it to, 
to what would be the right consistency. And it was the diagram that they sent out regarding the layers of the dirt at Bristol was quite interesting. And then it showed the very bottom was like a sawdust. And then they had the layer of dirt they had used back in 2000. And they had gotten some dirt from a campground and somewhere else that escapes my memory right now. But they put that dirt down. Then they put lime down. And then they put the new dirt down. So they had quite a scientific study that went into that. And, of course, they ran the dirt late models for a week before NASCAR came in. And then later this month, they're going to have the world of outlaws over there, too, before they take it up. But they said it would take them a month to get the track ready for September to clean it up and take the dirt up and pressure wash all the seats and everything. Well, Deb, talking about the race itself now, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you've had a chance to re-watch the race as it was telecast, but, uh, you know, the truck race, the um, they had uh, Joey Logano was like the expert commentator. And he right. uh, and he said, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed being up here watching this uh watching this truck race. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he said, I, you know, I think I've learned a few things and I'd be doggone if he didn't go out and win the win the cup race. So maybe it did help him a little bit. But I tell you what, it looked like to me that um, that Stenhouse was going to run him down if that race might have gone a little longer. I think they probably he probably would have. And the interesting thing was that they brought up was if you recall at the Xfinity race the day before the Atlanta Cup race, Ryan Blaney was the commentator in TV. Yep. So he and then he won the cup race the next day, and That's then you true. had the Logano here with the truck. But the thing that I thought was interesting was how many people said that the dirt track race looked like the old Bristol before it went to the progressive banking Bristol. Right, and that was one reason that some of the fans said they enjoyed it so much is because it raced like the old Bristol. Yeah, and it, um, I mean, it, it was an exciting race. They, they bent up a few cars and there was, especially in that truck race, they had some tempers flare. And, uh, but the, um, you know, just this, just the idea of seeing stock cars, the top notch A1 drivers out there on dirt again was just, uh, it just made me feel good. <laughs> it just was a good thing. And hopefully, uh, hopefully they will run it at night next year. Um, uh, I was, um, I was actually for a while there hoping that um, Suarez was going to stay up. He faded back a little bit there, but he got a chance to lead some laps in, uh, in that car that you don't usually see up front, and, and I thought that was a good thing. That was, and what was so funny, if you'll recall, during one of the breaks, he made the comment that I don't know what I'm doing. He was laughing about it. He right. had never sat in a dirt car until five days earlier. Right, But, right. you know, and it's it, one thing, too, if you'll recall, he did run up in the, the top 10 at Atlanta until they had the penalty for the pit stop that that put him back. But he probably would have had a top 10 finish at Atlanta yeah. if it hadn't been for that penalty. So it's interesting to see this them come along. But, yeah, it was good to see him up there. And, you know, I think that's one thing that's brought life back into the sport this year is the different people who are winning and the different people you're seeing up front and i know i 
call on Twitter. It was after the road course race at Daytona, and or no, maybe it was Las Vegas. There was a person on Twitter who said they had stepped away from NASCAR for a while, but the way the racing was going in the different winners this year had them so excited that they had purchased tickets for Atlanta. And this is the first time that we've had seven different winners to start the season in right. 2014. Deb, we got about one minute. Um, you going to Martinsville? Well, I've applied for credentials. I haven't been notified yet if I've been approved. Well, if you don't get good approved, they shouldn't approve anybody. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But they, they have to look at, you know, how many they can have in the press box and what the state health laws require and all that. But they don't notify us until, like, the Tuesday before the race is when they notify us if you've been approved or not. Yeah. And I know Jim Utter with Motorsport.com asked me as we were leaving Bristol, if I was going to Martinsville, and I said, well, if I get approved, I will. And he said, well, I haven't heard anything either. So, Well, Deb, we're up against a hard break. I hope you get to go. We'll talk to you one way or the other next week. And uh, speaking of dirt, you said you wanted to go work in the yard, so go out there and get in the dirt. <laughs> Skirts in the dirt. <laughs> will do. I, I appreciate like, it. I like better hey, you know my, my, my Hey, you know my lawn's an old dirt track. No, I don't. But I'd like, to, I'd like to, I can't, we are right up against the break and it's going to cut ahead. us off, but I'd like to hear about it next week. Okay, sounds good. Uh, all right, thank Bye you, Deb. You're right, welcome. Deb Williams, and uh, yeah, we're right up against the break here. I got 10, about 15 seconds, but uh, that'd be about like her to build a track on uh, a house on a, on a dirt track. But we're going to take our top of the hour break here and come back on the second half of the show. And talk to Mark Setzer, the crew chief for Jeremy Clements. You're listening to Start Your Engines. listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports. Well, I do not know what that was about. <laughs> it was supposed to be the half hour, I mean the one hour break and it didn't play. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know whether to hit this thing again or not and see what happens, but uh we were supposed to have a few commercials and then uh, another start to the show. Um, I tell you what, let's uh, talk for a minute. Let me see who's on the phone. It might be help. I, I wanted to talk to Deb a little bit, Greg, on these uh, NASCAR boys. You know, they I always got the frame rail slam full of lead up on that dirt. It would help him out a lot if they could take about 300 pounds of that lead out of there. It really would. And it being on dirt Wait. too, it take about that three hundred pounds out of there. It helped the you seen the the wear and tear that they had on the tires. That's the reason is having to stop every fifty laps. So if you could take three hundred pounds of lead off of them cars, it would help them go around that racetrack a whole lot faster. It wouldn't wear that racetrack out so much, and make a little bit better racing. Well, it does, and, and even that's if you had South, 
Okay, I think I got something going on here. Let's see what this is. The world champion Los Angeles Dodgers winning at Colorado 11-6. Trevor Bauer, 10 Ks, had a no-hitter going through six innings in his Dodgers debut. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Tyler Sugart has been eastbound and down this weekend on assignment, but he'll be back on Monday. His guest will be Dave Dickerson from USC Upstate. Tyler's going to recap all the scores and happenings from over the weekend as well. That's Monday for Bump and Run, 7 a.m. right here on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. The Hub City Farmer's Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmer's Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmer's Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glassmart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glassmart, helping your team win. 
Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on Easter Sunday weekend. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show the crew chief for Jeremy Clements Racing, Mark Setzer. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, let me just start out right off the bat by just congratulating you guys on a, a real good season so far. I mean, every week it seems like you're in it. You're ninth in the standings. And... Uh, you're right in the thick of it with uh, the little team there from Spartanburg, and we're we're very proud of you. Gr- congratulations. Well, thank you, guys. We've uh, everyone there at Jeremy Clements Racing has really been working hard. Um, you know, really, as soon as the checkered flag fell at Phoenix, the last race of the season last last year, so a lot of work been going in. Uh, a lot of good things coming out of that little shop, like you said, there in Spartanburg, and we're just uh, trying to compete with those big. Uh, big cup affiliated teams and show them what a what the little team there in Spartanburg can do well it sounds to me like uh, from what i've heard jeremy say and, and we have him on the station once a week uh on wednesdays and of course we had him on last saturday and our last sunday actually and uh, it, it seems to me that from what i gather you're you have fixed things that they didn't know were broken and it's, it's made a big <laughs> difference well um i appreciate that and i appreciate the the kind of things that Jeremy has said, and um, but I, you know, I'm not by no means going to take all the credit for that. We've got a a small group of guys, but we've got a really, uh, really competitive and a, a really good group of guys there at Jeremy Clements Racing that's uh, put in a lot of work during the winter, updating parts and pieces, and trying to eliminate, you know, anything that could, you know, take us out of a race that we can control, and then just trying to to bring the best cars we can to the track um i've i've been fortunate enough to work with several different teams and and some of that knowledge i think is paying off here with jeremy and i think we're just going to get better as we get to race more and more together yeah no doubt about it and, and one thing that, that, that uh, uh jeremy and, and uh, basically he emphasized he said everywhere mark setzer goes the car runs better now, it, it, a lot of it has to do with all your knowledge you got, but also you got communication skills. And if the crew chief who's calling the shots, putting the springs in, if he, if, you, you must be great fooling with the driver. You, you, you can get the car set up for him, and he, you can talk to him. And that means a bunch. But Jeremy says he'd been watching, and everywhere you go, you run good. And I've I've heard of your name. 
So, I mean, you you up there at the top, I'm just tickled to death you here in Spartanburg uh, helping out a, a real good small team that we've got here. And, uh, well, I, I appreciate it. And we've, uh, we've had some good opportunities um, over the years. And me and Jeremy have talked about, you know, trying to get together for several years. And everything just finally come together. The time was right. Uh, to make a change, and Jeremy Jeremy was in a position that he was he was looking to to make a change himself, and so we're just excited that it's uh, it's worked out. And, and I, like I said, I, I can't thank Jeremy enough for the opportunity and the faith in me to you know to come on board. And we're just uh, we're just trying to do the best we can. Well, I tell you what's real exci- exciting um, for us is to have. Fox Sports Spartanburg on the side of that car and from what I understand it's going to be on the hood a couple of times so uh, we're real happy to be involved here well we, uh, we're really uh, really excited to have you guys uh, be a part of the team and it's, uh, it's something that we look forward to uh, Jeremy talks about coming on your show all the time and to have the, the support from the community there around Spartanburg is it means a lot we have you know fans come by the shop there at Clement engines and uh stick their head in the door and, and just want to say hey and tell us you know because they've been watching and really excited about how things have been going and, and and we're excited about it and we we really think that things can just get better as we have more races together to um uh, to build a better notebook well mark tell us how you got into racing and is it part of your family or what there's a lot of setters that race i know that and i, I didn't know if you were uh We've been wondering all, you know, this morning if you were related, uh, to, uh, I remember back when I was a kid, there was a driver named Ned Setzer, uh, and uh, I don't know if he was from up around Hickory where you're from or not, but, uh, are you related to these other Setzers and, and how did you get started as Alan asked? There, you're exactly right. There are a lot of Setzers around, uh, the Hickory, the Newton, the Claremont, um, area there. And, I always get the credit, you know, are you kin to Dennis? Um, from from my understanding, there is a distant relationship there, but my dad owned the garage there off of uh, Sweetwater Road, and him and his brothers, uh, known as the Setzer Brothers, built race cars that raced at Hickory Speedway uh, for a lot of years, had a lot of different drivers, uh, won a lot of races and a lot of championships, and I didn't think I would get an opportunity to drive. Um, my brother was driving um, as I was young, but uh, when the opportunity came and built my first uh, street stock car in 1989, and I pretty much drove for over 23 years uh, straight, running all over the southeast, Hickory and Tri-County. I've been to Greenville, Pickens, and Myrtle Beach, and tracks in Virginia. So we were fortunate enough to win a lot of races and a lot of championships, and so I I cut my teeth building my own cars, building engines, um, you know, just building cars out of my dad's garage and running against, you know, teams with a lot more money. So what we're doing here at Spartanburg with Jeremy is, is no different than what I grew up doing. So uh, a long history of racing and uh, family support. And it's uh, it's like being at home racing with the Clements. Well, we're, we're proud to have you. And I, did, I don't know how well you know... Um our, our team, and I'll make this real quick, but uh, I'm just a fan. I, I've written a few books on auto racing, but I'm just a fan. And Alan Hill, who just asked that question, he's a local short track car builder that uh, 
Um, he's kind of like the Wood Brothers used to be. He just shows up and wins when he wants to, and uh, he's been winning championships at uh, all around this area, at Cherokee Speedway and Harris. And, uh, of course, our other member here that got a question for you, I think, is Greg Moore. And, of course, his father's Bud Moore, um, who's in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and his brother, uh, Daryl, that built all the engines for Bud Moore. So we've got a pretty knowledgeable crew here, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Greg, did, did you have something you wanted to ask, uh, Yeah, Mark? I, I, I got, you know, we went to R.J. Rockers the other yeah. day, and we got to look at the Daytona car, and I'm sure that Mark had, had a lot to do with this because he come to work for him like the last race. That car is wicked. I mean, you could just the workmanship, everything. It was one of the nicest cars that I've seen. Uh, it, it, it's just unreal. And I know some somebody's been doing some working because that car's running. And also, you've been a driver before for that long. That helps you too because you can you can relate to a lot to what the driver's saying. So so you you got all the ingredients. I mean, I mean. And uh, I think you and you and Jeremy, y'all going, y'all going higher, y'all going up, no doubt about it. Well, I really appreciate that, and and I do think it helps uh, being a driver. <coughs> Excuse me, um, having the years of experience driving, uh, being able to relate to what Jeremy's saying, I I definitely think is a is a huge advantage. And uh, I my one of my last races, or the last race I actually won, was at Bristol Speedway. Um, when we ran the UARA late models up there, so we're uh, me and Jeremy's talked about you know Bristol. He loves he loves going there, but you know we've got a lot of tracks that we're looking forward to going to. But that Speedway car, Jeremy had uh, has run for I think two two and a half seasons now, and he he just wasn't happy with it. And Morris and Sai and myself, everybody there at the shop, we we've all put a lot of work into it and. He uh, he was really happy with the way that the car ran at uh, at Daytona. You know, a lot of times people say, "Well, you know, at Daytona, everybody can get around there, and you just hold it wide open." Well, when you're running, you know, 190 miles an hour, if the thing's not wanting to hold a a straight line for you, uh, it's a little bit hard to drive. So Jeremy was really excited with how the thing, how the car performed, how it drove, and we could hear his his confidence in his voice after the very first practice and. And Tony Clements even mentioned it that he he hadn't heard Jeremy that excited and that comfortable um, with how a car was driving for him since they've you know since they've had that car going to the speedway races. So you know we've really you know everyone there at, at Clements Racing has put a lot of work into it. So it's not just me. I'm, I'm just happy to be a, a small part of it. But we're uh, we're looking for for great things for this year and seeing what we can do. Well, I know. Uh You've got a lot of road courses coming up, and Jeremy's good on road courses, and uh, they've they've added a few this year. Plus, uh, next week you go pretty much back to NASCAR's roots again with uh, the short, flat half mile at Martinsville. And uh, I know uh, the Xfinity didn't race there for for years, but they've been back now for a few, and uh, I think that'll probably be a good track for you guys. We we hope so. Um... You're, you're right. The, the Xfinity Series cars haven't been there in, uh, I think, since, I'm, I'm probably going to get the year wrong, but probably 2006, 2007. So uh, last year was our first year back. And when we went back, it was no practice, no qualifying. Everybody just 
built the cars based off of past experiences, whether it be trucks or cup-affiliated teams. To, you know, using that information, we showed up, lined up, and they threw the green flag, and we went racing. So we still don't have a lot of notes um, going off of a lot of uh, late-model history, uh, the Camping World Truck Series uh, trucks that I've worked on there. So uh, we're looking forward to that race. Um, but as you mentioned, the the road courses that are coming up is something that we are really excited about. I Jeremy know. does a, just a great job there on the road courses. We had a, a great run at the Daytona road course. Um, I had a great run going there at Atlanta. I think we had a top five car there. So it's not just the road courses anymore. I think we've uh, we've got Jeremy's uh, confidence built up that you know we can compete with these uh, Goliath, the uh, Xfinity Cup. Xfinity Series Cup affiliated teams um, more and more week in and week out, and that's what we're here to do. Well, you're with one of the first families of racing uh, here in Spartanburg, you know, with the the Hills and the Moors and the Cotton Owens family and uh, the Pearsons, and uh, you know, you uh, you've you've jumped right in here and and made an impact in a city that knows it's racing and uh, is used to running up front. So it's just, it's it's great to have Jeremy. Um, a factor every race. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and I can really appreciate the history there because uh, I mean, I'm, my family, like I said, is have they've been involved in racing on you know the Hickory, North Carolina side. There, I drive eighty eighty couple miles to work, you know, every day to get there, and uh, just and just enjoy going to work and and working with these guys and. And you know, and getting the opportunity to, to talk to you guys on the radio, and just looking forward to everything that we can do. Are you uh, commuting from Hickory every day? Yes, sir. Oh man! Well, see, I I worked for Wells Fargo, and I, until last March, um, a year ago, I was commuting to Charlotte every day. But I, I work from home now, and uh, I guess you don't have the same luxury. You've got to be hands on. But um, I tell you what, that. I hope you're not having to take I-85 through Gaffney. Oh, gosh. Every day. Oh, uh, God. Oh, my, no. January we, uh, 7th, night, uh, 2020, I totaled a, a new a, a Mustang going through that construction. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll never have to go through there again. Uh, but I don't I don't envy you a bit with that. I'd be looking at 29 or some other way to do it. I don't know if there is one. Yeah. There's, uh, there's not a – where I live in – where the, me and my family live in Newton – there's just not a there's not a great way to get there. If you want if you want the fastest route, it's an hour and twenty minutes. That's eighty three miles, and you go down three twenty one to 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 Gastonia, and then just head south on mm. on eighty five for the next forty five fifty minutes. But uh, it's every single day in that construction area. There's some kind of accident. Oh, I know. The road shut the road shut down, and uh, I'll I'll text Jeremy. Um, when I, you know, I'll get 15 minutes up the road and say, well, this is going to be a long day. And, you know, that hour and 20 turns into 220 or, or something like that. And even if you get off the interstate and try to find another route, it's, it's still 20 or 30 minutes longer. So it is what it is. Um, I enjoy what I do and enjoy the opportunity that we have there. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll deal with a little bit of traffic and a little bit of construction there and, as long as we can, you know, keep that uh, 51 Chevrolet up front, 
Well, well, Mark, I had a driver that lived in Georgia, and after the race, he had an hour and a half ride back to Georgia. And that whole time, he could think about what he's wanting to do to the racetrack, I mean, race car, the next week. So, there's what goods and bad parts about that. On your way to work, you can be thinking about that race car, and when you get there, you've already got it in your mind. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're exactly right. It's uh, on the way to work, it's the time to think um about you know about the day that you know that's ahead of you on the way home you're either thinking about the car and well what i can do tomorrow or if you had a bad day or you know we had a little bit of a bad run or you know not the run that we wanted at vegas it gives you time to uh, decompress and and put that behind you before you get time before you get home and spend that couple hours that you have um with the family before calling it night and getting back up early the next morning to, to go back at it again. So. I believe I'd think about crawling up in the, the truck and, uh, and spending the night in the parking lot there or, or get me a cot or an air mattress or something and not make it every day. You could take a yeah. break every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy's made that offer. The, you know, they've got a really nice toter home there. And, you know, and he said, well, you know, I'm more than welcome to, to crash with, uh, with him and Courtney there. But you know, I, I still got uh, the wife, and I still got two of my daughters, or actually three of my daughters, at the house now. But uh, so I still enjoy uh, getting to spend those couple hours with them. So the little bit of a ride isn't uh, isn't going to deter me from uh, from getting home to see them, and and still uh, be right back down there. I, I try to take Mondays off when we're racing. You know, after the race weekend, and uh, Morris and Cy and the guys will get everything unloaded and stripped down, and. Then I'll be back in there on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to finish set up and pull down and everything that we need to do. But we'll so try to take a little bit of a break. And but I'm I'm a racer at heart. There's there's nothing that I'd rather be doing, and uh, I'm going to do it as long as uh, somebody will give me the opportunity. Well, so, Mark, uh, it, it's it's great having you on the show. We're going to have to take a break so we can talk to Tony Clements right after you. Uh, just. Uh, Hopefully we can get you back on the show a little bit later on in the year and and just keep up the success, and um, we're really proud of you, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it, guys, and uh, happy to be on anytime. Okay, thank you so much. That's Mark Setzer, and we're going to take a quick break here and talk to Tony Elliott, the engine builder. You're listening to Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. 
Pomona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Why, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80, that's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. I think money is uh, by Pink Floyd's pretty appropriate as we come to the money man, the engine builder for Clements Racing, Tony Clements. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. Great to have you on the show. I know uh, we just talked to Mark Setzer and real proud of the job that you guys are doing. And um, he seems to be a real difference maker. But uh, everybody, even... uh, even the guys on the national broadcast talk about how strong uh, Clements engines are. And uh, just congratulations on all the success you guys are having so far this year. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. It's important to us. We've definitely put in a lot of effort for a lot of years to develop everything. And it seems like it's moving along. We're doing pretty good this year. And we're definitely blessed and thankful. Yeah, Tony. Uh, other than other than you know y- y'all's race car and Jeremy and everything, but we've been hearing about Clements horsepower. Uh, well, y'all always have, you know, dedicated. But but you have this. You go to a dirt track. You got Clements motor and, and a lot of these racetracks and everything. They they say your stuff just outruns runs the rest of it. Unreal. I, I do know y'all invested in some good equipment, and I was very impressed with everything I saw. I wish uh, I could I could have done that good, but uh, we're real proud of what all y'all are doing and crew chief change and 
y'all making more power. Beautiful race car you had at Daytona. We had to see that at RJ Rockers, and uh, you, you guys are on top of it. Well, we've been giving it a lot of effort. We sure have, and we've tried to put ourselves in a position with equipment and personnel. And Glenn, my brother, he puts tremendous effort into uh, evolving this stuff and, and communicating with the racers and trying to get usable power that makes the cars go faster. And that seems to be a super critical part of it that you can make just a lot of power but it's not always where the driver needs it and you got to make it controllable and we've put a lot of effort into that and i think that it has shown up maybe more this year than you know in the past they've gotten the cars better and the power's important uh, as always but uh, it's got to be able to be applied to the track and we put a lot of effort and development into that part of it. Been working hard on it. Uh, it's been exciting. We had a lot of a lot of winners this year, and we're sure proud of all the people that race our engines. And that's so important that you have them in good cars too. And everybody is you know it, it's not always just a even playing field you got guys that are really really talented and and are able to use a really quali- quality engine and that's important for for our results too that we get good feedback and able to give them what they need well tony this is alan here did you think about 50 years ago that you'd be doing this <laughs> you remember that well to be station? honest with you, you I remember, did grow up yeah you and, remember that uh, sock station I used to run out there <laughs> <laughs> Tony used to come in there yeah. let me tell you Tony used to come in there I think you had a GTO then oh yeah a GTO and I was oh, having I was God. having a good week until Tony showed up to play this machine <laughs> that we had in there uh-huh. and then it was my week would go on oh, I call my daddy I say we got to have more money. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the song Pinball Wizard? Yeah. This was him. Yes, <laughs> As a I matter of fact, that, matter of fact, boy. Tony, the other day I seen the man that owned the machines, and I told him, I said, I wished I had an old London gate. He said, I might can fix you up with one. <laughs> or a super seven. <laughs> oh my but, gosh that's, but that that's was a long time, time that's when your daddy had the little shop out there right there on the sure. side of the road and my brother my, bro, my brother sent me a thing and said tell tony i said hey and probably if it wasn't for his daddy that he wouldn't have got in the nascar because he went to daytona in that old big blue elephant y'all had with Rennie Wilbanks, I think it was. <laughs> You're exactly right. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. That's uh, some amazing years ago right there. Now, yes. your father was, was Crawford Clements, uh, and yes, sir. He, he's legendary in the sport, too. I know I, I mentioned this last week to Jeremy that I, I wrote a book on independence, and one of the uh, chapters was on Joe Forson, and about half of his chapters about the shenanigans that he and uh, Crawford used to pull uh, trying to get uh, Joe Fasson's oh cars God. to go faster. Yeah, Lord, that was... Uh, uh, he was... Daddy was up against uh, 
pretty tough situation there. <laughs> I don't I don't know all the circumstances, don't remember, but I know that was I don't know if Joe was uh get, given the best feedback to for for Daddy to be able to prepare his car properly, but they sure did try hard. Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, we love Joe to death. He's with Bartberg, but uh, he 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 been kind of tough to deal with. And uh, <laughs> early on, y'all had him stuff fixed up real good, and he went to a couple of easier tracks to drive. And then it's kind of like he was more interested in taking sledgehammers and hitting stuff. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. And y'all would build the jack real, handle, jack handle, yeah, jack and handle had. Go. That's and right. they had this Pontiac, and I'm telling you what, this thing was the prettiest car out there. And now we don't know how fast it would, it would put Bobby Allison in it. Probably would run about five miles or faster, but that's besides the point. But uh, <laughs> it, it, this this car is really good. And and uh, anyway, according to Joe, he almost won every race he was in. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Tony, let's get wow, back to talking about what's going on now. I tell you, that was that was great here. Now. I guess you your your pinball skills does that help you a lot uh, preparing these <laughs> preparing these motors for Jeremy? Well, I think it's helped with the the, the CNC machine, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be able to move stuff around pretty pretty good there. I tell you but, what, no, it, it's uh, yeah, we have this year have kind of stepped our program up a little. I feel like that we put a little bit more effort into his engines and and trying to get some you know he he's keeps hollering at me that he needs more torque and you know not so much worried about the horsepower well that's the same thing we hear from all the racers that they need that usable power and and we've definitely put some effort into working on his stuff in that direction and it's uh, obviously it's proven to be exactly what was needing to happen too i think he has a lot of feel for that and does a really good job for us now i'm the least knowledgeable i'm the least knowledgeable one here on engines and I, I i probably should have already asked greg or alan this before but when you talk about torque is that what gets you up off the corners and down the straightaway Yes, sir. Well, that's what makes it run. Well, yes, that's what sir. you're going to need next week because I would think that would be a key at Martinsville. Oh, it is. It's big time important. and But also, Martinsville is such a track that's so tight that uh, the tight corners that the traction is so important there. If you've got the torque is one thing, but if you can't apply it to the track, then the car means so much. And that's um, that's where we hope Mark's going to help that part real real well for us. Wait, Jeremy's only been there one time, but we had pretty good results then and look forward to going back and really excited to have Mark and uh, Morris and Cy and those guys in the shop over there. We've got some really good guys that are working hard on all that, trying to give Jeremy something to beat them big dogs with. Yeah. And Tony Clement is working on motors, and you, there you you're, go. On, you're on you're on the right key because that's the way we done it. Shop that you, you got to have usable horsepower, but you can't go to yep. places that have too much torque. Uh, oh yeah, you know we we would we would under cam it so much, but it, 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 the torque's what horsepower is just a rate of torque. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's just yeah. that simple, and it's a way of measuring it. 
and the way we got dinos and stuff now that breathe consistent air uh, and a lot of things in, in the computers that we've attached to them, uh, you can tell a lot more about what's going on. But what got me, I'm a, I, I've said this story again, I'm going to say it real quick. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> okay, Larry. Uh, but they invested in some very expensive CNC equipment. And Tony come down there and he said, let me do you a set of heads. You do it from nothing. And, well, they weren't, uh, it, it was just a set of cashes. I mean, and we hadn't done nothing to them. Tony done it all. So help me, it pulled in five horsepower the best set of heads I had in the first trial out, and he didn't even charge us. We ran those heads, and they run good. And that was that was early on. So there ain't no telling what they can do now. Oh my goodness! How about that? You got a guy in Phil Handport too. You know, we, we you don't know three or two head force and they cast iron ain't right. exactly what you need to be fooling with. But them were some. They say they say that 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 restored Mustang flies, and uh, <laughs> they got your heads on it. So that, oh wow! <laughs> so mm. so y'all got a lot of things going for you. We took go to death. Well, good. Thank you so much. We definitely have put a lot of effort into it and really enjoy it. You know, I have tremendous passion for the sport and and uh, very competitive and especially want to see all of our engines do well and, and uh, so proud of Jeremy that he's developed into, uh, I wouldn't even fool with it if... Uh, if it wasn't that his talent deserves some a chance, a, a chance, and he he just needs to get out there and he can beat them guys if we can give him something to beat them with. Well, Tony, we just want to work hard and try to try to get him in the victory lane again. Well, Y'all Tony, getting close. Well, Tony, since we're you getting got, closer, since you got Mark Sessler there, do you go to the, all the racetracks now, or are you kind of staying there and shop a little bit longer, or what? No, I'm still. At every track, at every race, I really enjoy going with Jeremy and trying to be a part of it. And I really enjoy the format now. It seems like that our racing has possibly stepped up a little and been a little better because of the way they're doing things with no practice and just unload and race. The big teams, I think, with some of the drivers that they have, they are able to dial the cars in a lot better. They have so much information, but if they just have to start the race the way that they unload, then they don't, you know, aren't able to uh, use all that information towards speeding it up in the practice. And I, I think our cars, Jeremy's able to adapt quick, and and that's helped us a little bit. I just feel like that that's, uh, I like the format now. Tony, I like one motors. Tony, uh, you um, y'all had repairable vehicles as your sponsors for a, a long time. It seems like, and I guess they went away, and now All South Electric is on the car, and and some other different sponsors. You had um, uh, some financial company was on there a few weeks ago, and and Fox Sports Spartanburg. We're we're proud to have uh, our decal on there uh, in different oh, spots and different different places. <laughs> so we're we're proud yes, to be a part sir. of the team. Yes, sir. We're so thankful to have the sponsor on our car and helping us uh, push it forward. Uh, it's it's really, really hard to do it without 
uh, some involvement from other individuals, and we're so thankful to have have you guys and all of our sponsors. Yes, sir, we had a number of years with repairable vehicles that we are super thankful for, and all South's been on with us for a number of years, and First Pacific Funding has yep. been on our car now, and they all are wonderful people to help us, and I think that they've taken an interest in Jeremy, and we're thankful for that. But I hope we can give them some good advertisement, and we seem to be getting a little bit more as we perform a little better, and uh, we just want to try to move it on up. Yep, you're definitely getting a, a lot of attention here in Spartanburg, and we're proud that we got a decal on the car, and that we can talk to y'all, you know, whenever y'all get ready to talk. And, uh, yeah. It just, uh, y'all are a team. Y'all are Spartanburg's team. And, there we go. And, That's right. And well, I want y'all to move up the cup and, and, and outrun Hendrix and the rest of them. I mean, well, <laughs> right now they're doing a pretty good job handling Penske and, uh, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in that division, but I want, I want to see them. I know they're good enough to, to where they get somebody give them just a little more money. Like about, There we go. Like, like, like just take, a few man. more million or just a few million, and they could run a cup car and it'd be up front with what they could be doing now. Yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah, I know Jeremy could do it. <laughs> I really and truly believe that. I know he could. And he runs you to get uh, uh, cup drivers all the time anyway. Uh, and yeah. Trinity, yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, he, he, yeah. he, y'all I mean, getting the job the perfect, done. The uh, scenario that, that, you know, the road course races seems to be important to us for sure. And I think that that's so much relying on the driver. The equipment's got to be there, but I don't, don't see that. The equipment's not as important as the driver, and uh, Jeremy just is able to make up for some of our lack of equipment at the road courses, and that's why that uh, I always look forward to going to those. I feel like we've got a chance to win. I think you do, too. Alan, do you have something? Uh, just uh, like to see you again if you ever go down there to... Or R.J. Rockers on R.J. Uh, Rockers on open mic night. Yep. G- give me a call. Let me know, and I'll come down. And we might sit back and drink a beer. <laughs> there you go. I can assure you, yeah. I'll be drinking at least a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, it was great having you on the show, and hopefully, uh, I mean, this went so well. Uh, uh, hopefully, we can have you on and Mark too. You know, later on in the season, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, and best of luck at Martinsville. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and yeah, I want to. Definitely thank my guys and uh, for what they're doing and the effort they're putting in. They are doing a great job and so proud of them. And we're going to continue to try to move it forward and get him in victory lane again. Well, we'll be. Well, I tell you what, we ride every mile with you. So uh, best awesome. of luck and uh, and thanks for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. you thank too. you, Tony. That's Tony. Clements from uh, Clements, uh, Jeremy Clements Racing, and uh, engine builder, and a part of a, another famous Spartanburg racing family. That's yep. right, and, and, and a pretty good pinball shooter, I guess. Yep. Denton and Crawford and them. That was Rex White's crew chief and stuff. No, Lewis Clements. Was Lewis. Rex. Lewis. Yeah. That was his reference. Now Crawford, I didn't realize that back in the 
64 when Nichols had those cars with uh, Bobby Isaac had a Dodge and Paul Goldsmith had a Plymouth. They took another Dodge to Daytona in 64 and, uh, and, uh, and fought one. And that was uh, that was a Crawford Clements car, and Crawford was involved with Nichols a lot. Alan, did you have something there? Wasn't uh, Blackie Wangren part Blackie, of that? Blackie Wangren was. I brought that up last <laughs> week. When old Blackie, uh, I went. I just used to walk in the doors of shops and take a look around, and uh, Crawford had uh, had Blackie's uh, big old Mercury in there. But I, I remember Crawford walking around that shop, and he'd always have his shop towel. Everybody used to have him red shop towels. His would be hanging out of the right front pocket. Most of them put them in the rear pocket. Crawford's was always hanging out of the front pocket for some reason. I think his biffle was too fat back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take our last break here and come back. That, and, might, uh, that might be right. And uh, wrap it up. We don't have a whole lot of things, but I do want to do some results from last week. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. The best time of the year is here to unwrap a great deal at Greer Nissan. Because right now is the best time to save during the Nissan year-end sales event. Drive a new Ultima or Kicks for only $1.99 per month. Or get 0% financing for up to 72 months. Hit the road in a new Titan. Hurry for 0% financing for 84 months or drive it for just $3.99 a month. The best time of the year is the best time to save. Shop us online at GreerNissan.com or stop by today. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. How can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served.
because I didn't have to get any of my rock and roll experts here. Okay, let's touch on some stuff real quick, and I got about 10 minutes to do it. Of course, um, the big news last week was the cup race. I also saw where uh, some other guy and uh, Mike Wallace have been restored back to um, their NASCAR uh, ability to race. You know, they're, uh, they were suspended for... I don't know what the first guy, and I can't even think of his name, uh, but I know uh, Mike Wallace said some stupid stuff online or something, and uh, they had to send him to uh, sensitivity training or whatever, but he's back. So anyway, um, he wasn't doing much anyhow, but he can race if he can find a way to do it. So the cup cars ran on the dirt last week. We've talked a lot about Joey Logano, who... uh, admittedly isn't that big a dirt track racer. He was last sat, last Monday. Actually, last Monday was a real good dirt track racer and I, and, I, and what I thought was a very entertaining race. And Ricky Stenhouse was second in that JTG Daughtry car. Um, and um, he was catching him, Alan. I think he'd have run him down, just I, like you said. I believe if he had had about eight more laps to go, he'd have went on up there and moved at 22 out of the way. Yep. And, uh, you know, the first race they ever ran at Bristol was... Uh, um, back in 1961, Jack Smith won it, and uh, he was number 47. And I was thinking of that when uh, uh, Stenhouse was closing in. Although I think when Jack won that race, he was 46. Anyway, third place went to Denny Hamlin, who ran surprisingly well. I mean, I say that because he didn't think he was going to run that well. Um, Daniel Suarez led a lot of laps. In fact, he led uh, 58 laps, which was a good chunk of the race. And he finished in that track house racing camping world um, Camaro. He was fourth. Fifth was Ryan Newman. Sixth was William Byron, who ran up front a good bit of the day, as did Tyler Reddick, who finished seventh. Ryan Blaney was eighth. Eric Jones, ninth. And my pick, Chase Elliott, was tenth. And um, so, like I said several times, it was an entertaining race. Seven races, seven faces, seven different winners. And here are the standings. Uh, all of these first seven have won one race, but the difference in their ranking is the stage points and different things they've won. Logano is first. Martin Truex is second. Kyle Larson is third. Um, you know, I'm going to say something about Kyle right here. Everybody was talking all the time about what a great dirt track racer he was, and I'm sure he is, but he tore up a truck and a car last week, and I don't know if it was all his fault, but he was a, a colossal flop as far as I'm concerned. Well, most of you, everybody's talking about the dirt track ringers. Yeah. None of them come to the front. No. I don't know if it was the deal with the weight of the race cars or what. Most of these boys is like, you're talking about Kyle Larson. Yeah. He's probably used to a $2,400, I mean, 2,400-pound super late mile car, and now you put him in that 3,400-pound or 3,200-pound NASCAR. That's another thing I'd like to talk to Deb about. I wish next year, whenever they come back, that they would let these boys drop some of that lead off of them cars. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that would save on tires, save on, you know, a lot of equipment. We'll bring that up down the road. Uh, where was I? Okay. Um, Kyle Larson is third in the standings. Fourth is William Bryan, uh, Byron. Fifth is Ryan Blaney. Sixth, Christopher Bell. And seventh, Michael McDowell, the Daytona 500 winner, is seventh. But he's, he's got one win. But if they keep winning, he might be he might be out if he can't get up closer to the front and get start getting some stage points again. Um, then uh, the eight through 16 that haven't won a race yet in order of the points are uh, Denny Hamlin, 
Ninth is Keselowski. Tenth, Harvick. Eleventh, Chase Elliott. Twelfth, Austin Dillon. Thirteenth, Kyle Busch. Fourteenth, Ricky Stenhouse jumped up there this week. Fifteenth, Kurt Busch. And sixteenth, Alex Bowman. And uh, it looks like the guy that dropped out of that bunch there was uh, Boucher. Boucher uh, needs to pick it up. But uh, they run at Martinsville next week. And Xfinity runs at Martinsville next week also. Uh, they did not race last week. And looking at the standings quickly, Austin Del- Austin Cendrick is leading that. And uh, Jeremy Clemens is back in ninth. And as I said, he is six points out of eighth and ten points. Uh, the guy behind him in tenth is ten points behind. So he's, he's solidly in the top uh, ten and... We just did a lot on Jeremy Clements today and uh, and his team with Mark Setzer and Tony Clements. And um, we just hope they can keep keep it up. All right. They ran the trucks before the cup cars last week on the dirt. And I believe we had a surprise winner in that one, Alan, with Martin Truex. I don't believe uh, I don't believe he was expected by many people to win the truck race. You know, and if you watch that truck, it, it just come up off that corner just some. You know, surprisingly fast, yep. and uh, that's part of a deal of, uh, we was talking a little bit about torque, yeah. getting to the rear tires, that, that truck was hooked up. Well, it was hooked up, and uh, by a guy that's not even remotely a regular on the truck series, but he was uh, he was good on dirt last week in Kyle Busch's truck. Ben Rhodes was second, Raphael Lassard, a Canadian, was third, fourth was Todd Gilliland, I'm sorry, he was fourth. Fifth was Chase Briscoe. Sixth, Grant Enfinger. Seventh, Zane Smith. Eighth, Parker Klingerman. Ninth, Austin Hill. And tenth, Austin Wayne Self. Um, Bubba Wallace had a pretty good, he had a pretty good cup race, and he had a a pretty good truck race. And, you know, I didn't realize that he won Eldora one time. Yeah, the second race they had. Is that right? After Austin Dillon. All right. Uh, He could get around that dirt track, though. You're right. The truck standings after... uh, Bristol, John Hunter Nemechek is first. Ben Rhodes is second. Sheldon Creed, third. Matt Crafton, fourth. Stuart Friesen is fifth. And um, going on down, I can't remember. I should have written it down. It seems like so long ago, and it was just last Monday. But there was a couple of people had some pretty hard feelings. They had that one wreck. That's what it was. Who was in that number 44? They had that one wreck, and uh, the guy was sitting up there against the wall at about 30. That was Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. The boy had a flat tire coming down the front straightaway, and he stayed up high. And where's your spotter at? Uh, I mean, it was like a a Uh, week later, Kyle Larson (laughs) comes piling into it. Where's your spotter at? (laughs) I'm telling you what, that was, uh, yeah, uh, I don't see. Yeah, it was John Hunter Nemechek that was up there and got clobbered, I think. So, anyway, uh, Here's something I found interesting. I got three minutes. I better be quick. They did run their first Formula One race last week at Bahrain. Shocker. Lewis Hamilton won it. Max Verstappen was second in the Red Bull car. Hamilton's uh, Mercedes teammate was third, Valtteri Bottas. And I'm going to get on down here. And I did some research. And this new Haas team is uh, the Uralt Urakali Haas Racing. Urakali is a Russian chemical company, and the guy that owns it is named Mazepin. Well, the guy that finished dead last in the race in the Urakali Haas Formula One 
was Nikita Maspin. I said last week, I bet you he's Russian. He is Russian. And there's a lot of negative information about him. He didn't even make one lap before he crashed last week. And uh, Hosta's got two rookies. The other one is Mick Schumacher, who is probably the son of Michael Schumacher. I'd have to look into that, who uh, is an all-time great Formula One driver. But this Nikita Maspin sounds like, I don't know, just short of a dirt bag. He has said some really, really, uh, or he had a really, really untasteful video that he put out there, and they yanked it down. And, um, I mean, it, was, it wasn't too good. And I, I think it's the perfect example of his daddy, who's only, I mean, he's only got five million bucks. That's not a lot of money to get involved in Formula One racing with, two, with a two-car team. But uh, I think it's the perfect example of daddy getting the, his son a car to drive. Because uh, this, this Maspin, not only is he not a very good person, it seems, but uh, um, he looks like a pretty lousy Formula One driver on yeah, top of it. So I, I did hear. It's going to be a long season. That he... Uh, if you, did, that he did have some pretty pretty bad things to say, uh, and uh, you can't have that. No, you know, well, it, it was a video, and you can go online and see what he what it was of. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, we got a minute left, Greg. You know, wrap it up real quick. Well, I want to real once quick again. Uh, we dedicate this show to Bernice Wood. Yes, Easter weekend, a horse with prayers with Wood Brothers. Uh, the Clements team is coming on fantastic. Great interview. I'm tickled to death. We're here today on a beautiful Easter weekend and being with my friends. And like me and Perry says, and Alan, we have a lot of fun on Saturdays. And, Alan, uh, what you got? We got Cherokee, Harris, Travers Rest, a lot of local racing going on. So no excuse not to be at one of our local racetracks and support them. Yep. And uh, let's all keep in mind, I, I'm not going to get religious or anything here, but it is Easter and it is a religious um, very religious weekend. I know this was uh, my mother's favorite holiday of all of them. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and everything. My mother loved Easter. And in fact, her 100th birthday would have been uh, last Thursday. Quick, Greg, got 20 seconds. Anyway, your parents are wonderful and everything. And it's always, Easter was always our favorite. Uh, but we kind of had to give it up. Uh, when, when my niece had turned 40, they, they, they quit hiding eggs at 40. They'll turn 50 here in a few months. Well, they can go out and hide them for their grandkids or their children. Well, yeah, they do, they do that. But I, I, Okay, I, Greg, we got to go, buddy. Uh, thank you for listening. I think we had a great show. We'll have a good one for you next week. Cup Cars at Martinsville. And uh, Natalie, get our table ready. We are on the way. And in the meantime, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3 Fox Sports 1400. WSB.